Welcome to Cold Water Podcast. I'm Nicola Halton. We all know the importance of getting out there and doing a great work for Jesus. In this podcast, we will learn more about the people who are involved in changing lives for good, for God. I would like to welcome Angie Lendon to the Cold Water Podcast. Hi, Angie. Hi there, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. It's lovely to, lovely to see you and meet you. Um, I know you as a leader of worship. Would you like to talk about that? Yes, well, I have been leading worship now for over 20 years. And um, my background is um, performance. I, I was a professional singer for a number of years and, um, and then gave all that up and never thought that God would want to use me in, in, in you know, using my voice again um, until one day I just started to kind of get this sense that that's what he was saying. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, yeah, and so I've been, I've been leading worship ever since really, you know, he really spoke quite clearly to me, but I made sure of that as well, because I didn't, I didn't want it to be me. I didn't want, you know, I didn't, I wanted to be so sure that it was him that was calling me and not just me thinking, oh, it'd be nice to sing again. There's a difference, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. That's it is. It's, I mean, I've seen you lead worship and you're, you're phenomenal. You really oh, are. You're wonderful. <laughs> how long have you been a Christian and how did you become a Christian? I've been a Christian for, oh my gosh, um, about, let me think, probably about 30 plus years now. I can't tell you exactly. Um, but I, it was an interesting one because I, as I said, I was a professional singer and that took me to America. And wow. so I moved to America to California, I lived in Los Angeles for a number of years. And um I moved out there because I got the opportunity to be managed by a manager out there and it all fell apart within about a year it just fell apart turned out he was an alcoholic and his business just dissolved and it all just went really just pear-shaped really um but in the meantime I'd met my now husband and um we just we'd started going out together we moved in together for a while and then we decided to get married and it's we went to this church to get married and they were just lovely. It was a Presbyterian church and they, you know, they were really lovely people. And they just said to us, you know, we just ask you to come to a, a service just so that when you have your wedding here, it doesn't feel like it's alien to you. You know, you're familiar with the building. So we were like, yeah, okay, we'll go. So it's quarter past eight was the first service. So we're like, right, we'll go to the first service. And then we can crack on with our Sunday and do whatever we normally do. So we went along and everybody was just so lovely that we decided that we'd go again and we just you know we loved it so much and and neither of us neither one of us knew that god had actually been speaking to the other one and right. been drawing us you know oh. we didn't say anything to each other because i suppose we thought we each one of us would think we were weird or whatever so mm-hmm. and um and so we started to go and then we did a new members class there and they just said you know we take you through like the presbyterian sort of um you know the new arrivals kind of thing and then at the end you sign sign a statement of faith yeah and so that's what we did I mean I grew up in the church of England but when I was about 15 I was like I'm not doing this anymore it's not cool I don't want to be mm-hmm. here with my mates you know kind of thing so I had a background Nigel didn't have any background at all really other than the old Sunday school class when he was little but um yeah and then 
so that we really got involved. I sang in the choir, we did youth work and all sorts of stuff. And then we moved back to England. And it wasn't until we moved back to the UK that we actually got spirit filled. Yeah. Yes. So that's why I hesitate yes. to say, when did I get saved? Because in 19, it was 1985. Mm-hmm. got married in 86 1985 I signed that statement of faith so in my head I was saved but I can honestly say that I don't really think I was saved really in my heart because I don't mm-hmm. really have well I didn't have the relationship with Jesus that I have now yeah and it wasn't until I got spirit filled and then everything's everything clicked into place everything made sense you know the whole the whole I had the whole father son bit yeah but then it was father son holy spirit and that he's like the catalyst for me that just kind yes. of pulled everything together and it all started to make sense then that's perfect there's there's lots of people out there who may be on that journey um and i hope that speaks to people um your music certainly will um yeah, i know you as a as a, a family family woman and um, how has lockdown affected you um yeah i mean i I've been very busy during lockdown because I, I've got a business as well that I, I run alongside ministry and that actually got really, really busy because mm-hmm. people were, you know, doing things online. And so um, my time was really quite taken up with working, etc. cetera. Um, so, but, you know, like everybody else, I missed my family. I mean, I did get to see some of them because we were in, in, in bubbles and things. So, you know, some of my grandchildren I got to see, but like we had, um, we had a baby born during lockdown, which fortunately that we were in the bubble with them. So we were able to see him. But I think like everybody else, you know, it's at first it was OK because it's different. And you think, oh, well, then the weather was lovely and you could sit in the garden and you had time and the pace of life was slower. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as it went on, it was and the winter came, it, you know, it started to take its toll. And so I think I struggled as much as everybody else did. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Some people, it, God, God changed their ministry and the dynamics of the ministry. And, yeah. you know, um, but you said you, you wrote a song during lockdown. So I did. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's the lovely thing, isn't it? Having more time, you know, so yes. I was able to, to sit down. So I wrote my first Christmas song um in in lockdown that was my that's my first christmas song that i wrote yeah yeah and um and then i wrote another song um so that's wonderful um would you like to talk about your album honesty and what is your favorite song on the album mine is the church that i see is it it is Uh, well it's that album's always always going to be special to me because it's the very first album that i made so i Mm -hmm. i ordered that in uh, 2000 no 1995 <laughs> it's quite old now it is, it is lovely. <laughs> I love it yes oh, um my favorite song on there is um that's my god when yeah. you look at the horizon um because I remember when I wrote that song I we, we played it in church and my dad was in the congregation and um, and I remember looking at my dad, and he was just in floods of tears. Yeah. And we, since my dad's obviously gone to be with Jesus now, but um, I look back on that, and 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 he was just like, it was one of those moments where God really touched him, and it was like, wow, you know, it's your gift to do something, and you know, and it and it and it really touches your own family. So, um, and and I love that as a song. I love it because. You know, it just describes God in my life. It, you know, it describes him in the beauty of creation. It describes him in, you know, in circumstances where, you know, people maybe 
don't see eye to eye, but they choose to put their differences aside and, and choose unity and, and all of those things that are in that song, you know, so it's that's definitely one of my favourites. And then the other one, I guess, if I could have two, would be my prayer. Yeah. I wrote on the M62. <laughs> right. Yes, I think that's everyone's prayer on the M62, isn't it? It's, uh, <laughs> it's just a get off it. Over, obviously, I didn't write it as I was driving. I got <laughs> when I was driving and I got the tune. And so I literally had to pull over, find somewhere to pull over. Yeah. And uh, like, you know, I think it turned into A63 on the way to Hull. So then you have laybys on there. That's amazing. And just singing it into my phone. It's amazing. Absolutely. I mean, I really, really do would love that gift of of, of music like that. That's just it is a it is a gift. Um, you know, I, I struggle to put a few sentences together when it comes to words. <laughs> yeah, we're um, in different ways, aren't we? We we are, we are. We're all blessed in different ways, but it's absolutely, absolutely wonderful. So you you say you've got other albums. What are the other albums that you've done? So in 2008 that I released um, from Hull with Love and oh. that is, that's an album that's just full of um, it's just worship mostly you know corporate worship songs the songs were written um, as I led worship in my home church revived church it used to be new life it's revived church now yeah 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 and some of them would be off the back of you know sermons that were preached and there's a song on there called amazing days and the first line is, um, we're living in amazing days. And that literally came off the back of Jared, who's my senior leader. Yeah. Just, um, he just he just got up at the front and he just said that. He just said, we're living in amazing days. And it just resonated with me. And I remember oh. writing it down and coming home and that afternoon after lunch, just sitting down and writing the song. Yes. And it's yes. very prophetic. I think that album, it's quite a prophetic album. It is a lot of prophetic declarations in the song. You know, it talks about blind eyes being opened and broken hearts being made new and, mm-hmm. you know, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Um, and have you done, done any more since then? And then I and then I branched out into something completely different. I really love, like, soaking, soaking music, you know, where you it's like, yes. I wouldn't say it's worship, but it's more like reflection, you know, where you can – put it on in the background and you can just, if you're praying or you just want to really just sit in the presence of God. Um, and so I, I met a guy called Mark Walker, who's based over in Halifax and Mark is a phenomenal musician. Mm-hmm. And um, I kept praying and kept saying to the Lord, I really want to do this Sokim al- album. And it, you know, it's got to be someone that's really an amazing pianist and keyboard player. And I, and I kept praying and then all of a sudden the penny dropped and it was like, oh, duh, you know, what about Mark? I've been chatting this guy for ages. What about Mark? And so I went across to his house. He's got a studio and we literally just prayed beforehand and we just said to the Holy Spirit, right, you lead us and we'll follow you. And that oh. whole album is completely spontaneous. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Well, I hope to put some links on so that people can connect to to your albums and to your work. You also work for Kiria. Is that right? K-R- Y-R-A, yes. Kiria, that's right. Kiria Network. So what it is, it's an organisation, it's a ministry for women in leadership. And so we resource women in leadership. We're advocates for women, women, I can't speak, (laughs) women in leadership. And so we, um, you know, we are very um, kind of like an organisation that really champions women, Mm -hmm. you know, and women in leadership, whether that be in the marketplace or within the church setting. Yeah. You know, and we just advocate for women to, you know, to to rise up and take their place. And, and you know, we're not trying to um, 
overcome many as it were you know it's not about that it's not like a women's lib movement you know christian women's mm -hmm. lib movement it's not that it's just it's just encouraging women to be strong and you know and just to um yeah just to just to rise up and and take their place that you know that jesus ordained for them kind of thing so we've got um we're just in the process of developing kiria north so that's anywhere from the midlands up to scotland because then we've in scotland we've got our own kiria scotland as well mm -hmm. And um, so we've we've got our first online event in July. Wow! And yes, it's going to be um, a couple of hours, an hour and a half on a Saturday morning on the I think it's the 11th of July, mm -hmm. and it's just a place where women in leadership can come. We've called it Oasis, and it's just going to be a time of encouragement. We've got Ariana Walker from Mercy Ministries speaking for us, and Amy Summerfield, who's our CEO of Kiria. Uh, and they're both going to speak. We've got um, Mark Walker and his daughter doing worship. And it's just going to be a beautiful couple of hours online. Yeah. Um, you know, we just didn't feel to do it in person yet with everything that's going on. You know, we're not even sure that we'd be able to. So we mm -hmm. thought we'd do it, on, you know, online. Um, but, yeah, it's a great organisation. And, we, you know, we've, we've really seen a massive growth um, spurt, if you like, in this past year and God has really, really blessed the ministry. And I, I work alongside some amazing, amazing women, you know, both on our leadership team and on our council of reference. We've got Kathy Madovan on our council of reference and various other amazing people, you know, so. Yeah, yeah sounds, um, sounds amazing. So how would you find the, do you have a website for, for Kiria? Yes, it's kirianetwork.org. And I'll put the, the link on the podcast. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you the proper link. Um, That's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Awesome. And I'll, I'll let you go finally. So thank you. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. <laughs>